Hello, and welcome to Boo Covery, where East meets West as we learn from Buddhist psychology how to deal with mental health and health issues. And now your host, Tyler Woods. Hi, this is Tyler Woods, and welcome back to part two of Boo Covery. And I had quite a few responses from Alaska two weeks ago when we featured this wonderful gentleman. And who are you again? Michael Weitzman. Now, Michael, would you tell us real quick how you got started? Kind of give us the cliff note version of what well, how I got to the three amigos of mental health, my workshop presentation, really started I'll do the cliff notes as quick as I can. I had a road test, uh, failed my road test three different times when I was 16 years old, and that's when the depression and my mental illness started. Uh, I was mortified. Finally passed on my fourth time. Congratulations. But I felt like a fool and bad, self-esteem issues. Then going through high school and college, lucky just to get through. Then I got a big break. Uh, I decided after eight years of struggling, I finally got a job in the mortgage industry. And very simply, uh, I wasn't picking it up. I was going to get fired after six months. My manager at the time had a heart attack. Another rep came in. And basically, I just said, I'm going to show you that I can do it. And all of a sudden, I just dominated for over 20 years in the mortgage industry. Did unbelievably well. I was kicking butt. But the depression and mental illness was always going to be there. But it wasn't really showing much because my antidepressant was money. And having money, what do I have? Well, how can you have depression if you're making lots of money and doing well? Which is obviously, obviously, that's not true. So uh, things are going great. And I was married at the time, two young girls, everything's great. And then uh, very simply in 2008, when things were starting to go down, started to go downhill in about 2006. Uh, and then I uh, went to several different high, uh, hospitals, psychiatric hospitals, my ex-wife would say, if you do go to a hospital, I'm not going to support you and I'm going to divorce you. So I didn't have much support from my ex-wife and she was very verbal abusive. So what happened is I got unbelievably sick 2006, 2007, still working in the mortgage industry, but my income started going way down. You know what happened in 2008 in the mortgage industry. And then in January 2nd, 2008, that's when uh, the last time I saw my wife, and now ex-wife, and the last time I was in the mortgage industry uh, on January 2nd, today, that was the day uh, I tried to take my life. Uh, I got committed to a hospital, and, and then all of a sudden, uh, finally got out, worked on uh, you know, getting myself better, but I kept on getting sick from 2008 all the way to 2014, October 29th. I kept getting better, but I kept getting sick again. I kept getting better, getting sick again. I was doing what is called as a triangle. I was taking medicine, seeing a psychiatrist, and seeing a talker. In this case, it was the therapist. Just doing this three thing, the time, and, but it just wasn't enough. I had a support staff with my parents. Thank God they were there. I would not be allowed, alive today if I didn't have the support staff. That's a very big tool in the wellness toolbox, having support. But after that, uh, up until basically that time, for those years, 2008, 2000. In 14, I just couldn't get better. I get better and get and get sick again. So what happened is um, in October 16th, after I got a letter from my daughter on October 15th, telling me, and I was very sick, 
And the other reason is Robin Williams on August 11, 2014, uh, I caught Lewy body dementia or suicide took Robin Williams' life. I don't look, take it the other way around. And I was very sick what happened when he did that. And I was very sick up until October 16th. I said, my daughter wrote me a letter on October 15th. Dad, I still love you. You're my father. You've always been there for me. Please get better. I know you will. And then all of a sudden, on October 16th, I went into my sixth, hopefully, last hospitalization at New York Presbyterian uh, Hospital in White Plains. While I was there, I made a commitment to myself. All I had to do is get well and stay mentally well. So I worked on a workshop called The Three Amigos of Mental Health while I was in a psychiatric hospital. Uh, I was coming up with things called the bipolar gum that I have on screen, even though this might be a podcast. Uh, I came up with bipolar gum using humor as a wellness tool. I was doing, call myself BIP OLAR no longer, separating the BIP and the R, and you put it together, you get bipolar. So I was using all these types of wellness tools that I would starting to use now, and all I had to do is get out of the hospital on October 29th, which I did, and continue to use all of my amazing wellness tools from all the times that I was suffering, and that's when I created the Three Amigos of Mental Health and the three amigos of mental health is this. Either you're, the three amigos of mental health, either you're suffering with a mental health condition, either you're suffering in silence with a mental health condition, or you're not suffering at all. I've been all three. And I'm trying to get everyone of all the three amigos to help and support one another and get rid of the stigma of mental illness and be good friends. So the workshop came with getting rid of the stigma dealing with acceptance and opening up about your mental health because I suffered in silence for many, many years and didn't come out of the mental health closet. Besides that, telling my sad, but most important, inspirational story of how I finally got well after suffering for 40 years and suffering in silence with my mental illness to finally be well and mentally well by staying mentally well for over five and a half years by using all the wellness tools the support staff, and still taking some medicine now, even though I don't see a therapist, I feel like I, have, I am my own therapist, my own counselor or motivational speaker. Let me ask you a couple questions. Um, sure. First of all, uh, how long have you been mentally healthy now? I have been mentally well now for over five and a half years. Five and a half years. And then yes. how old are you now? Excuse me? How old are you? Uh, I just turned seven, uh, 739 months old. Okay. Okay, I'm joking. I'm, I'm 61. 61. So then what I hear you say is that at the age of about 55-ish, you decided, that's it. I'm no longer, and here's where the Buddhist uh, thing comes in, I'm no yep. longer willing to be attached to my suffering, and I am going to find a solution and a pathway out. And that came, and that came, right? And that came from the psychiatric hospital. Of yeah. When I when I got out of it on October sixteenth, October twenty ninth, two thousand fourteen, and I have not looked back. Okay. I've had almost yeah. every day. I feel like I'm an eight or a nine, and okay. I haven't had many moments being really having having any mental issues at all. So we only got about five minutes left. So in this five minutes, could you tell me 
what the Three Amigos is and what you can offer. It's a non-suffering from suffering. So I love that, and I love the sense of humor. Tell me just a tad, because our time is running out. What is it that you think the Three Amigos is, and how would our clients or our listeners be able to better? Well, the most important thing is that I want to show that I can relate with my audience. I want to show that I can interact with my audience. I want to show that I can educate them, inspire them, make them laugh, and show them that it's okay to have a mental illness. There's nothing wrong with having a mental illness. Well, yeah, even if I know this mentally ill, you know? <laughs> <laughs> There's nothing wrong. But unfortunately, our society is different. There's an organization called Bring Change to Mind with Glenn Close, and she has a nice little thing that says, uh, imagine if you got blamed from having cancer, mm -hmm. but why do we get blamed for having exactly. uh, a mental illness? Mm -hmm. And I, I nailed that because it's so important. So the three amigos is all about getting rid of the stigma, dealing with acceptance, telling my sad inspirational story, but most importantly, besides that is to get to you to use other types of wellness tools. Like I said, besides support and stuff. And the biggest wellness tool that I have to tell you right now, what, what I've done my whole life and I'm doing now, is using humor, laughter and smiles, as my biggest wellness tool. Okay, because humor after all is the best medicine. Right, and what are the reasons why? Do you know some of the reasons? I'll give you some right now. Okay. One of the reasons to have laughter in your life and having humor is that it will boost your immune system. That's number one. Number two, yeah. yep, the endorphins will lift and uh, lift your mood and promote a, a sense of well-being. It will also reduce your blood pressure. Okay, it will dull and kill pain. Uh, it alleviates stress and anxiety, relaxes the whole body. It's a natural beauty enhancer. Look at me. I'm just kidding on that one. But it produces empathy, okay? It's contagious. Now, that's what I want to catch from someone. When someone's laughing and you start laughing, you see a little baby laughing, oh, my God. It also increases attention. People now, if we're getting a job, use a little humor. Uh, it's way to success. Uh, it increases, increases productivity, improves the feeling of well-being, and the most important reason that is you want humor, laughter, smiles in your life because it will help you live a longer life. And the reason I know that is because I Googled it. <laughs> Very good. So I, I still find you fascinating. There's so many things we need to talk about. And so, um, again, I put your link up with uh, the last show. You'll do that with people. Guys, this is somebody you want to pay attention to. You need to pay attention to him. So without... And one last thing. Yeah. I want to just say one last thing. Yeah. Do you know how many times a, a four-year-old child laughs or smiles during the day? A lot. 300 to 400 times a day. Now, Do you know how many times a 40-year-old laughs or smiles during the day? I don't know. Between three and ten times a day. Yeah, Why do you think we need humor, laughter, and smiles more in our life as a wellness tool? I think, I think you're spot on. And uh, again, to take it back to Buddhism, when I saw the Dalai Lama, that man giggled more than any speaker I have ever uh, seen in my I love life. the giggle from him. <laughs> yeah. So I think giggling is good. And yeah. 
you have logistically proved giggling is good. Would you join us again down the road and keep us posted of course. on um, what you're doing, where you're doing it at, and keep us posted so that people can follow through with you? No problem. They can check me on YouTube as, as Weitzman Michael. They can always email me at mweitzman, that's W-E-I-T-Z-M-A-N-3 at gmail.com. I'm all over Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, everywhere from LinkedIn. They can contact me and I can help you and help them, which I'm doing now. I'm actually going into and I'm contacting people that have COVID-19 and I'm going to talk to them over the phone at the hospitals in New York City. And yeah. that's something that I'm very, I'm very proud that they need to have a quality of life, just like from the movie Patch Adams. Everyone needs a quality of life and that's what my job is to help and improve it. Great. Our time is up. Thank you for becoming a frontline worker with humor and mental health. And Michael, we'll talk in about a month to see how that goes for you. Thank you so much. My okay. pleasure. Thank you so much.